This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Busy, busy times in New York, so let's talk about that and more right now with Mark Malusis. You hear him on WPIX-TV out in New York City, and he joins us right now on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. Moose, thanks so much for joining us, man. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. What's going on? How are you? You know, I'd be doing a little bit better if my football team could win a football game, Moose, <laughs> but uh, your Giants took care of business. The Jets took care of business against the Packers. Now it was the Washington Commanders. And it's bad when you were actually hoping like to land a guy like Kadarius Tony, especially for a third and sixth round pick. What do you think he could be in this league, especially in a situation where now he's going to Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the league, and Andy Reid, who's still probably the best play caller. Do you think... You know, what, what do you see, like, his role in that offense? Uh, I think he can fill, fit any role. Like, uh, like the the thing is, is that, you know, he wasn't drafted by this regime, Joe Shane, and, you know, there were there were concerns. Uh, there's never concern about his talent. Yeah. Like, he's an unbelievable talent. Uh, the quick twitch ability, the ability to make guys miss in, open, in, in short spaces, you saw that. He can go up and, and high point to football. You saw that in the Saint game last year for the Giants. Um, the problem with Canarius Tony is, uh, you know, there was some in the building that when he was in the building, they had no issues. They were concerned about, you know, the work that he was doing when he was outside the, the facility for the Giants. That's number one. Number two is, you know, he's always been hurt. I mean, he's, the, you know, since Canarius Tony has been a Giant, you know, the Giants have played 24 games. He's been available and healthy for 12 of them. So that's that's the other issue when you look at Kadarius Tony. You know, a myriad of different injuries um, has not shown himself to be a quick healer. Um, you know, but what role could he fill for Kansas City? I, listen, the, the Giants. He was he wasn't playing for them. Um, he wasn't drafted by this regime. They're looking to turn this roster over so they get the compensatory three and a six round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, mind you, you, you have to be fully aware if you're a Giant fan that. You know, Kadarius Tony could be unbelievable with Mahomes and Reed in Kansas City if he stays healthy. You know, if he puts the work in and he's on the field, because it's not one of those situations where you look at him and say, "Well, he really can't play at this level." No, he can play and and he can be ridiculously special. The problem um, he's not been available, so he could he could do a lot of things for Kansas City. He's not as fast as Tyreek Hill. Um, but he can make guys look silly in the open field and make a miss. Uh, they're going to be really creative with getting him the football. They can use him on end arounds. You know, they could use him on jet sweeps. They could use him uh, in the screen game. They could uh, also throw the ball deep to him. So you look at a receiving core uh, that's been productive for Patrick Mahomes, even without Tyreek Hill. Now you throw in a talent like Kadarius Tony, you know, who went on social media after the trade and said, I'm healthy. Um, so we'll see now with the bye week for Kansas City. Um, what he looks like as a, a Kansas City Chief in a couple weeks. Moose, you mentioned that this uh, this regime wants to turn over the roster, but all they've s- simply done is win. Uh, so how do you put those two objectives into perspective and what they want to do when you know they're frankly winning too many games for uh, for a team that might want to do some things in the draft? 
Well, right. I mean, I you know, Chris, it's a it's an interesting question, but I, I think they were handed a situation. Shane was where you know it's not an overly talented roster, and I think it's right. a, a, a Dave Gettleman put in really bad salary cap situation. They've got a lot of dead cap. They're going to have money freed up after this season. So they went in this and and listen, being around the Giants during training camp, there were no expectations. It wasn't a case of we're going to go, we're going to make the playoffs, we're going to have a winning season. It was none of that. Uh, you know, they, they had questions about Saquon Barkley past this season. They didn't pick up the 50-year rookie option on Daniel Jones because they wanted to give them op- themselves options after this season. I think when, when you look at this team, and it's really a – I understand there's players that have stepped up, but it's really a testament to how important coaching is in the NFL. Mm. Wink Martindale's done an unbelievable job with that defense. Uh, Brian Dayball has done an unbelievable job as a t- as a, for his entire staff. Mike Kafka calling plays, who was brought over from Kansas City. It's been a blend of kind of the Bills and the Chiefs offense when you look at it. And what I mean by you know coaching staff is you know Daniel Jones. Uh, just look at him in particular because everyone knew Saquon Barkley was talented, right? Everyone knew that he was an unbelievable running back. The debate was, well, do you draft a running back second overall? Uh, no one ever doubted his talent and ability. Look at Daniel Jones. So Jones is going into this year as kind of a prove-it year. And just look at the way that they're using Daniel Jones in, in that offense where they're making use of his legs. They're making use of him as being an athlete. He doesn't have great receivers to throw to. He's doing a better job of taking care of the football. And they're accentuating what Daniel Jones can do as an NFL quarterback. Now, I'm not telling you that he's definitively the answer for the Giants after this season. But, Chris, as you mentioned, the Giants keep on winning games. They're going to take themselves out of the mix for, uh, you know, a young out of Alabama, Stroud out of Ohio State, the upper echelon quarterbacks, because right now as, as we're going into this week and the Giants get set to take on the Seattle Seahawks, it would be a massive disappointment if the Giants don't make the playoffs. In an NFC, outside of the Philadelphia Eagles, Minnesota Vikings are 5-1. and one, The Cowboys are 5-2. and two. It's really not a good NFC, and the Giants have a very, very soft schedule. Moose, you mentioned the running back situation for the Giants. We know the Jets, obviously, they lost James Robinson, or excuse me, they lost Brees Hall. They pick up James Robinson from Jacksonville. They have New England this week, in which now is a huge game in the AFC East. That spread is ticked up to New England minus three. What do you make of the Jets' chances to keep it rolling this week at home against the Pats? Yeah, I think they got a shot. I think Jet fans have got the fear of God of them in them because it's Belichick and it's the Patriots and it's, you know, the Sam Darnold I'm seeing ghost and, you know, trying to confuse, you know, Zach Wilson. The problem with that is Wilson barely throws the football. I mean, he's attempting like 18, 19, 20 pass attempts a game. It's like going back to the days when Mark Sanchez was the quarterback with Rex Ryan where the Jets were more successful when Sanchez threw under 25 passes per game as compared to when they tried to air it out. So that's why you had the issues with Elijah Moore, amazingly enough. I mean, Moore complained in a game against the Green Bay Packers where they attempted 18 passes and he had one target and was complaining to Mike LaFleur and the Jet coaching staff that he wasn't getting enough targets. You look at this game, listen, can the pay, I, I, I think the easily can, the problem I'd have where I'm completely confident in the Jets and I think they're the Jets are a good football team. They're not a great team. They've got playmakers in Quinton Williams, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson. The Brees Hall injury, you feel bad for him, and it's a massive hit to that offense because he was an absolute home run hitter. Uh, the issue you have is the Patriots are coming off a game in which they got embarrassed on national TV against the Chicago Bears. Um, and 
the Jets are not going to go out and just destroy New England. I think Mac Jones plays a lot better, and I'm really concerned about how that Jet offensive line looks without their best overall offensive lineman in Elijah Vera Tucker, who's done for the year with a torn tricep because that is a guy who played at left tackle this year when they needed it. He could play all along the offensive line. Um, that is a massive hit to that Jet offensive line where they want to try and run you, run the football, wear you down, and make some plays on defense. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Moose, where do you think Aaron Judge ends up? Obviously, you know, the season doesn't uh, end the way that they want it to, and the World Series begins tomorrow. Phillies, Astros, we'll be talking about that all night. But where do you think Aaron Judge uh, ultimately ends up signing? Listen, I, I I love Judge. My kids are all Judge fans. You know, we were out at the stadium, and and um, I grew up a huge Yankee fan. I I got a sneaky suspicion he's going to leave. Really? Like I don't know that. Like yeah, I mean, I, because you're looking at it. You know, I don't know if the Yankees number one, how they view a successful season. Um, you know, the 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 article that came out from Andy Martino of SNY of the complaints about the booing and that it was particularly nasty after they got swept uh, by the Houston Astros. Uh, in four games in the American League Championship Series. You know, this is no longer win-at-all-cost World Series or bust Yankees. They like to pat themselves on the back. You listen to the rhetoric after they get, uh, I'm sure they'll emphasize the 99 wins, they'll emphasize winning the American League East, and they'll also emphasize the fact that they weren't hurt, they weren't healthy, and they had injured guys. You get to judges. Listen, I know, I know judges' camp was ticked off that Brian Cashman went public opening day that he turned down seven years, $213.5 million. Um, and that's, that's out there, and, and, you know, that's not breaking news. So you know that Judge was bothered by that. He was asking for $36 million a year at that time. Uh, the Yankees didn't open up negotiations till late. So you think about it, if he's offering or looking for 36 say it for a nine-year contract, you're looking at a neighborhood there where the Yankees were, you know, 120, 130 million dollars apart from Aaron Judge, what he was looking for and what they were willing to offer. Now you allow that guy to go hit the open market where he just set the home run record in the American League with 62, uh, extremely marketable. Like I, you could ask non-baseball fans who Aaron Judge is, they'd know who he is, right? Um, so a marketable guy, face of the franchise, a guy that's from California. The Giants have literally no money on the books going into next year. The Dodgers love to spend money. Um, there are going to be a, a number of teams that are willing to offer a judge an unbelievable offer. Um, and now the question is, are the Yankees, led by Hal Steinbrenner, are they willing to get really uncomfortable in terms of salary per year and really the term of contract for a guy in his early 30s? And, and I'd love to see him back. I hope he's back. I hope I'm dead wrong. I I think I just have a sneaky suspicion he's going to leave. Moose, you mentioned that, and John Heyman feels like the Yankees are going to put out the most, we just talked to him, put out the most competitive offer. I agree with you. I tend to agree just based on how Hal Steinbrenner seems to think. Uh, this offseason, this last offseason, the Yankees didn't really go for go and swing for the fences, getting IKF instead of maybe a Correa. There's some free agents this winter that they could try to go after. 
do you think that there's a possibility that they actually do take some big swings? And on top of that, do you think that there's any possibility that this Yankees mentality will be able to compete with the likes of the Astros, which have been their bugaboo? Yeah, you know, Trista. I, listen, I would. I was all. I wanted them to sign Correa last offseason, but the Yankees didn't because not only does he have the attitude that Josh Donaldson has and gives him a little bit of an edge, and you know, I think Yankee fans would have put his Astros history behind him. Um, but he's a good postseason player, like and and that's where analytics, where I think the Yankees have kind of run amok a little bit, where the analytics department leads the majority of their baseball decisions. Can they compete with Houston? Not right now with the way they're going about doing it. Houston's better. I mean, think about this. The Astros just swept the Yankees, embarrassed them, and they lose, you know, Cole in free agency, Springer in free agency, Correa in free agency. They develop players. You look at they get Alvarez in a trade from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Look at the way Tucker's developed as their right fielder and being a 30-home run guy. And, and you look at the Yankees. Look at how many prospects you hear about and just completely die on the vine. Is it a possibility? Listen, they're the Yankees. If they lose Aaron Judge, Say we're right, Trista. They lose Aaron Judge to, say, the San Francisco Giants, and he signs for, you know, $400 million, whatever, right? Name the number, and the Yankees are like, we can't do that. Dude, are they going to go and try and be aggressive at that stage? Um, yeah, I think they would. That's why I think I would be surprised if, if I was another big free agent. I'd probably wait to see what Judge decides to do before I sign because the Yankees, I think, then would be aggressive. Are they going to be super aggressive um, you know, should they retain him? No, I, I don't know exactly. I think they'd look at Peraza. They'd look at, you know, Volpe, um, maybe some small changes when you look at the bullpen. Are they going to go out there and outspend and spend money like the Los Angeles Dodgers and San Diego Padres? It just has not been that way as of late under Hal Steinbrenner. Moose, great stuff as usual. Hey, we only got 30 seconds. Are you picking the Astros in the World Series? Or are you going with the Phillies? Um, I'm going Astros. I'm going Chalk. Mm. I really am. I think, I think you have to, I think, man. I, yeah, I, I mean, listen, the Phillies, I, I give Phillies credit. They go, you go through the cards, you go through the Braves and the Padres to get there, uh, and Harper seems to be a man on the mission. Or I'd be surprised if Philadelphia won. I would not, but I'm going to go with Houston. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the Good weekend. Stuff. You got it. See you guys. Thanks, Moose. Mark Malusa's WPIX TV. And our guest was once a board operator for Mike and the Mad Dog, which I did not know. He gave us some nuggets.